Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. Freaking first cut. Golly! Welcome to the First Cup Podcast. I'm Rick Gaiman, and this is your round three recap for this week's Arnold Palmer Invitational. And joining me to break it all down, Mark Immelman is here. Mark, how you doing? Oh, windblown, brother. I mean, my goodness gracious. Uh, I'm great. Uh, Bay Hill's fantastic. I love this tournament. It is a brute. I mean, that's kind of my... Uh, it's been long, and, and I've had a microphone in front of me, and I'm exhausted. So I can imagine what these uh, competitors must feel like after yesterday, certainly, and definitely today. You can hear it in their voices after the round. Every interview is like, yeah, it's uh, it's it's hard out there. They're out of breath. They're exhausted. They're ready for a nap, maybe a, a massage. It's, it's craziness, Mark. And the course is uh, playing significantly over par round three. Uh, two full shots over par, so over 74. It's thick rough. It is greens that are getting crispier and faster. It is wind that is kicking up, especially on these guys' afternoon. It's a true test out there. I wouldn't call them greens. They're more like <laughs> shades of tan and purple right now. Yeah, it's 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 the complete test, but you know that. And when I say the complete test, it's not just physical. I mean, you have got to be emotionally strong. You've got to be able to weather the mental storm that's coming your way. I don't care who you are and how you're playing. You get on the first tee and you know that Bay Hill is going to land a few punches. And the person that wins this week is the person who's going to play great, who's going to sort of hit the ball to the right spot, who's going to attack when you get the chance to, and who's going to defend smartly when you have to, because you're going to have to. And then more than anything else, the person who can keep their emotions up and keep their comportment high no matter what's going on because everyone's going to get beaten down. This is, I'm guaranteed. Um, I'm sure the greens will get spritzed a bit tonight, but they're just so firm and so baked out right now that no amount of water is actually going to penetrate and saturate the surface. So any breeze tomorrow, same stuff. It's getting to the place where par is golden and, and you're going to hit shots that won't end up the way you want. And so it's going to test you completely uh, in your mind in your soul and and in your hands and feet as well well if even par is golden one under 71 is even better might be platinum that's what billy horschel shot on saturday and he will be in the final group with taylor gooch they're both at seven under par and mark as a florida native he's been playing well for the last couple of weeks you can tell this is not only billy peaking at the right time but he wants this one he wants a florida win bad well, he's vibing, you know, and he's got all the crowd behind him because down in Orlando, there's a bunch, bunch of Florida Gators. And so he's got a big crowd behind him and he's riding some of the emotion. And his good buddy, Matt Avery, has won this thing twice. And and it's the kind of event that everyone in the field would love to win because it's so prestigious. Uh, let's put the three-year exemption aside and, and the added purse and all that sort of stuff. It's, it's the King's event. It's the Arnold Palmer Invitational. It's, it's one of the bastions of the PGA Tour schedule. And for a Florida guy, I mean, it's like a dream come true. You, 
you, you still speak to Matt every now about it, and he gets he gets teary eyed at times, reminiscing about the two victories. So I'm certain for Horschel, it's awfully special, and and you can see it because he's got that he's got that sort of grind about him going on. And if someone's up for a battle, look, they all are. But Billy Horschel is always a little extra when it comes to that sort of stuff. Well, that circle on 18 was one of only seven birdies on the day at the final hole. And Mark, he took advantage of a little bit of a, uh, I don't want to say a rule situation because he was well within his rights. I think Jacob has the shot of this. Yeah, he hits his ball through the back of the green, nestles down right behind those sprinkler heads. It was described as one of the worst lies you could get on the golf course. He gets relief from those sprinklers, sprinkler heads and takes full advantage of it by rolling that in with the putter. And the Twitterati are going bananas, I'm sure, aren't they? Indeed. Well, okay, well, let's let's bring some truth to this. First off, Victor Hovland, had the same thing happen to him two mornings ago. Or no, pardon me, Friday morning. I'm losing track of time. He was through the back of five green, got relief from a sprinkler head in the rough. It was horrid. Moved it to the edge of the green. There was another sprinkler head there. Moved it onto the green. Got out two putting for par. Now, granted, Horschel made that, so that was fortuitous. But this sort of stuff happens. It's it's why the rules exist. And, and yes, there is an argument, certainly. I, I had conversations on the air with Robert Dameron, who's a – a PGA Tour winner who's our on-course announcer for for ESPN Plus this week. And he was like, look, it's a good rule. I wish that they made you drop in the same situation so you can't drop away and sort of eventually get to the green. But right. that's just how it goes. I mean, I've seen players um, very close to hazard margins and you get a, a, a sprinkler or something, then you move it away or someone close to the tree and it just gets to work out that way. It's called rub of the green and it happens and sometimes – you're on the right end of end of things. And if you know how to not massage the rules, but certainly use the rules to your advantage, that's how it goes. Uh, kudos to him for making it. Um, and good fortune to him for, for getting the break that he did too. Seven under par. That's the pace car. Billy Horschel and Taylor Gooch there. Mark Taylor Gooch, he was my vote for fall MVP. He won the RSM Classic, T4 at the Fortinet, a T5 at the CJ Cup. He had a lot of great finishes, and now he's trying to get right back in the mix and add another trophy to the mantle here in the early parts of 2022. Well, look, he's got the game for it. We all know that. And um, earlier, it might have been yesterday or this morning or whatever, I was glancing through the leaderboard and we didn't on camera. And the observation I made was that everyone um, on the upper reaches of the leaderboard at that stage were guys that either grew up the, at the coast or played golf at Oklahoma State or were from windy climbs because that has been the challenge for the last two rounds, basically. And in round one, it was benign, but the golf course was beginning to firm up. So you had to strike it well. You had to be able to flat the golf ball. And more than anything, you, you've got to be able to sort of hang around. And and Taylor Gooch has proved that he could do that with the victory down at the RSM Classic, which is incidentally windy too. So I wasn't at all surprised to see him playing well. Uh, he was impressive today, playing alongside McElroy, who is always in, intimidating to a certain extent, but the fans get behind him, and, and Taylor was all up for it. And i got to tell you, that birdie putt he made on the 15th today, that was impossible. I mean, that was downright impossible. And to make it with that speed, and that took um, a special skill. It took a lot of fortune, to be honest with you. And, and he looks like he's there, and I don't think he's going to go away. And the way he hits it, playing in from Oklahoma, I like his chances tomorrow.
A couple other notables here. Scotty Scheffler goes out, shoots a 68 earlier in the day. That was the round of the day. And then he just watches the scores start rolling in, Mark. And you you got to imagine that's a pretty good feeling to be in the clubhouse as these guys are out there battling the conditions and coming back to you. The locker room was the only place you weren't making bogeys, brother. I mean, it's, it's not like a regular event where – you're in the clubhouse and you're like, I've posted and then someone interviews you and they're like, so what's happening? And you're like, well, they can get 16, 17s playing okay. You know, you can pick up one or two and I think I'm going to go from fifth to 10th perhaps. No, when he posted, I, I actually predicted, I thought he would be in the final group tomorrow um, with five under. Um, but that being said, it was a tremendous round and that back nine he played was just dynamite. Because there wasn't an easy hole out there. Even the 16th, which was normally a doddle for a par five with the crosswinds and with that front hole location kind of cut in the crown, you were seeing guys do all sorts of stuff. So it was a spectacular day. And you can just see the confidence he's playing with. And just another note to that, Ted Scott is a great caddy. We know this. And I think the value of him on Scotty Scheffler's bag right now is immeasurable because we had Scotty uh, in feature groups coverage on whatever day it was. And every hole, there's Ted Scott with a smile. Every hole after a good shot, there's Ted Scott with a fist bump. I mean, he and he is lifting his guy all of the time. And in an environment like this where you're getting beaten down by the golf course, it's such a benefit to have someone who's kind of like, they're going, you got this, man. I'm on your wing. I'm with you. And and so I feel like Ted is, is worth his weight in gold. The 68, even more impressive considering Scotty Scheffler bogeyed 7, 8, and 9, was able to come in in a flurry to make up for all of those and then some. A couple of guys going the wrong direction here, Mark. Victor Hovland, 3 over 75. He's going to sit one shot back going into the final round. I suppose the good news is round three, he still led the field in strokes gained off the tee, but he was darn near at the bottom in approach and putting. Kind of just uh, made a mess of a couple holes out there. Yeah, tomorrow it's going to be less about strokes gained and more about strokes not lost. Um, and it's going to be that curious sort of an environment. And if you watch with Hovland, when he was missing coming down the stretch, he was missing in the wrong places. And, and tomorrow is about going to be where it's going to be about where if you miss, do you give yourself room with which to maneuver? Because these greens are just so firm, you can't get any purchase on the ball. So any, everything you hit has to have room enough to be able to run out. And then you've got to have the presence of mind enough to be able to take the really high line and sort of bleed the ball into the hole because these things are rolling out and you're almost watching the ball turn over as it's rolling. And each roll it takes, if you've got one low, it rolls you know, a couple inches farther away. And all of a sudden, one, two, three, four, five feet, and you've got one of those hair-raising putts coming back. So he's got to be smart about shot selection, I think, you know, with the approach game. And he's got to be able to take the high line and hit balls with away from the target a bit harder, if you will, and and, and let the gravity and the grain do the rest. But the thing about him, um, he shot that 66. It was Friday, which was the high water mark, and it was challenging out. He, he had the morning day. But he said to us afterwards, he was like, you know, I didn't have my best stuff, and I hit the ball good in spots and bad in spots. And when I hit it good, I could capitalize, and when I hit it bad, I was able to make the saves, and he felt like that was the key to his day. I feel like it's going to be the same thing tomorrow. Now, there's going to be a lot of saving, a lot of salvaging, a lot of scrapping and clawing, and, and, and he's good for that sort of stuff because he has developed a short game, 
I just feel like he can't be short-sighting himself as much as what he did today. Absolutely. And the other big mover in the wrong direction was Rory McIlroy. 76's uh, worst career round at Bay Hill, tying that number. And Mark, it was a little bit of bizarro world for Rory McIlroy because he was all over the place with the driver, something that has been a weapon for him, not only in his career, but over the course of the first two rounds. I was surprised. Um, I, I, I tweeted on Thursday after looking at the, the shot tracker and his numbers were off the charts. Just everything he did was good. Um, and I took a picture of it and I was like, well, someone's got his groove back because you look like classic Rory, the way you play it, you, you drive it well, you had decent irons and then you make some putts. And uh, he had it going on. And yesterday it looked a little ratty and, and the free flowing McElroy that I saw in round one looked like all of a sudden he was not playing defense, but he was almost playing in a certain sense not to give it away. But then again, he was playing in the afternoon under the tough conditions. And then today it was just messy. And and uh, look, it happened to everybody. We, there was no one really in the final groups except for Horschel, who shot under par. Remember, Scheffler was in well before these leaders were there. So everyone in the final four or five groups got absolutely wind whipped. It's just unfortunate that he had that double bogey after the uh, the debacle on 15. And then for Rory not to take advantage of the par fives like he ordinarily does, that to me was the big misstep because that 65 he shot in round one, he played the par fives five under. So where he is, if he gets the fives a little bit tomorrow and, and makes some threes on the threes, he can get himself into contention. It's just a question of making sure that you you evaporate that big miss from the scorecard. We are going to take a look at the odds board and see if we can figure out how the final 18 are going to play itself out. But first, we're going to take a quick break and hear a word from our partners. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. It was a very bright, shining light, Sarajevo, and they needed to kill that light. From producers Matt Damon and Ben Affleck, explore how art and music sustained hope during the siege of Sarajevo, thanks in part to humanitarians and the band U2. U2, they represent a personification of our resistance. The Hollywood Reporter hails Kiss the Future, moving and inspirational. Kiss the Future! Viva Sarajevo! Kiss the Future, new documentary now streaming exclusively on Paramount+. Plus. Go to Paramount Plus to try it free. Terms apply. And we're back. Okay, Mark, before I even reveal this big board to you, it is not lost on me that we sat here 24 hours ago and the favorites were Victor Hovland, Rory McIlroy, and Terrell Hatton. All three of those guys went in the wrong direction. So as we show the big board, the odds board here, to me, this thing is wide open. We could get another leaderboard flip over the next 18 holes, just like we did over this previous 18. It's highly likely. Look, here's the thing about golf, right? Mother Nature is always unbeaten. I mean, she she will win all of the time if the conditions get windy, blustery especially. These guys can deal with rain. And then if you have a firm golf course, it mitigates everything. All bets are off when the golf course starts playing firm because you can drive one down the fairway and have it run through the fairway into the rough. 
uh, like we saw with the Horschel approach shot on 18. Granted, he was coming from the rough, but that approach shot landed well short of the 18th green and still ran through the green into a horrid lie. So that sort of stuff starts to happen. So it, it makes handicapping and betting very difficult. And uh, no one really knows either what the tour staff are going to do with the golf course setup. You know, they could maybe make a few hole locations a little bit more accessible. They could maybe move a few tees around the place to make the golf course playable a little bit more and, and sort of not give up birdies, but make birdies a bit more accessible. But you could do that and weather could still ruin the entire plan. So it's an outdoor sport. So, so that's where it's hard. So I'm not surprised that it's hard to handicap stuff right now. And, and anything, honestly, anything is possible. Today proved that. Billy Horschel is the favorite, according to our friends over at Caesars Sportsbook, plus 275. Taylor Gooch and Victor Hovland right behind, plus 333. And Scotty Scheffler at 5-1. to one. Those are the only four golfers sub 14 to one Rory's at 14, but I'll tell you what, Mark, when I look at this, I see that there are guys like Chris Kirk who are four shots back at 40 to one Matt Fitzpatrick, who is five shots back at 50 to one Corey Connors, five shots back 80 to one. I want to be at maybe a little agent of chaos and go out and get some of those guys and see if, uh, see if we can see this leaderboard flip one more time. It would not be a bad deal whatsoever <laughs> to take 10 bucks and put it on all of those high odds over there because it's possible. I mean, like Chris Kirk, for argument's sakes, uh, we won some featured hole coverage late in the day, Chris McHenry and myself, and we had 17. And Kirk gets back there with six iron or whatever it was, five iron, and completely whiffs this thing. Sort of stands a cut up against a right-to-left breeze. He's walking while the ball's still airborne going, get over, it's that thing's in the middle of the lake. And it just clears the water. It's in the sand. From there, it's a beautiful bunker shot to about five feet, makes three. That's a two-stroke swing right there. And so it's, again, one of those situations where you never know what's likely to happen. And if one of those guys, the three unders post, and they get to seven somehow, I think seven might be a stout number if the conditions stay the same tomorrow. Because I haven't looked at the forecast in depth, but I'll leave it. I believe it is calling for some more wind and the wind from the same direction. That's sort of easterly, south, southeasterly. And uh, you saw how that plays cross on a number of holes coming in. 18 is across from the right. 17 is across from the right. Um, 15 is down off the tee, which makes it easy to drive the thing through the fairway. Uh, so it's, <laughs> it just makes the, it makes the whole thing pretty difficult. But I will say this. I like Horschel for his grit. I love Hovland because of the way he strikes it. Uh, Rory at 14 to 1 is still a good bet, but it wouldn't be a bad idea to put 10 or so on some of those long odds guys. I'd do so. Uh, Mark, what I always like to ask you on Saturday night is something to keep an eye out for tomorrow. Are we keeping an eye out for that early poster? Is there a stretch of holes that we could use as a litmus test to see who's playing well? What types of things should we keep in the back of our mind as round four starts to play out? Well, Earlier in the week, there was a discrepancy between the two nines and which was playing harder. And and the uh, the front side was playing a little bit more difficult with holes like one, two, and three. And then um, eight and nine were brutes. Um, but things sort of evened out a little bit today. So I would look for the folks who get out and get through like the 15th a few under because then 16's in front. And you, if you're playing with some emotion and a little um, – a little momentum, you can get the last couple of holes because it's easy to fall foul on one, two, and three. 
we saw it happen today. Hovland had the lead. He bogeyed the first couple. Um, it happened to more than one golfer. So if you can get through that opening stretch, um, the first three holes and even, and then you pick up maybe one on the par five, maybe another on six, and you get through the front side a couple, then you stack on one or two more through 15 and you like four-ish. Uh, I think then you have a chance on 16 to do something special because they'll have that whole location. It's close to the water, but you can feed one in there on that embankment and Eagle becomes a reality. So uh, maybe then you do something hot like Leishman did en route to his victory. He made Eagle over there and then you finish strong and all of a sudden you post. So I would say the start tomorrow is crucial. Normally I don't say that. I'm like, it's important. That's how you finish. I feel like tomorrow, if you start right, you've got, you've, you've got the leg up on the competition. All right. Well, we will see how it all plays out, and we'll be back after the final putt drops to break it all down. But for now, let me thank producer Jacob, does all the hard work behind the scenes, and that's Mark Immelman, who you can find at Mark underscore Immelman. You can find me at Rick Run Good. This has been The First Cut, and we'll catch you next time. You can now relive the best moments of the UEFA Champions League 24-7. The UEFA Champions League channel is a new 24-hour streaming channel serving non-stop goals, highlights, and full match replays from the world's most prestigious club competition. Reminisce on your favorite moments, legendary players, and brilliant goals with the UEFA Champions League channel streaming around the clock on Pluto TV and the CBS Sports app.